Lake Tahoe, the jewel of the Sierra. This deep blue alpine lake nestled in the beautiful Sierra Nevada mountains is a land of magic, wonder, and fascination. Welcome to Legends of Lake Tahoe, the podcast for those of us who always seek to know more. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of our brand new podcast. My name is Bo Johnson, and we are very happy to have you here. I'm Joe Johnson, and we hope you enjoy the legends of Lake Tahoe as much as we do. There's truly no place like it anywhere in the world. So without further ado, we present Legends of Lake Tahoe, Episode 1, Tahoe Tessie. Okay, let's go with Tahoe Tessie who is reportedly a large creature that lives in Lake Tahoe. And her home is an underground tunnel located near Cave Rock, which is located near the southeastern shore of the lake. She is best described by examining details from the many Tessie sightings over the years. The origin of Tahoe Tessie can be traced way back to the mid-1800s and the indigenous inhabitants of the region, the Washoe and Paiute peoples. An unidentified large creature appears in legends of both tribes, and the creature was revered as a powerful being that was descended directly from the waters of Lake Tahoe. The creature was held in such high esteem that even talking about Tessie could supposedly cause blindness or death, so folks rarely did. So I thought just to want to let my brother know, I thought this was kind of interesting, the, the take on the Washoe and the Paiute people's reverence for the creature uh, as a contrast to how maybe it would be treated uh, today were a creature like that to be discovered. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the, the uh, native peoples of the land treated Tessie in high esteem and now sometimes maybe uh, folks these days kind of treat her as a joke so there's kind of a huge contrast there i'm not um you know i've never seen any tessie sightings but i mean from these indigenous peoples you know if they're they're so scared to even speak of this creature you know there's a good chance that she exists yeah, I like that, too, and I do. I like the respect, too, and I do feel like uh, it seems to be a little bit lacking these days, so I'm going to agree with you there. All right, so there are other scattered tales of settlers from the 19th century spotting Tessie, but none of these were very well documented. Documented sightings began in earnest in the 1950s, and this is where things start to get quite interesting. Yep, they sure do, and we've selected uh, what we think are the most compelling Tahoe Tessie sightings over the recent decades, and we present them here in chronological order. Two eyewitness accounts are included, and yes, they are good. In the 1950s, two off-duty police officers were driving along the eastern side of the lake at a speed of 60 miles per hour. They saw a large hump rising up and keeping up with their car. And mind you, there are cars going 60 miles an hour, so that's a pretty fast-moving hump. And, you know, I don't know if it probably wasn't a boat. Anyway, let's go on to 1979. A man named Rick Osborne and three friends had an amazing experience. Rick provides our first eyewitness account, and this is uh, Rick's quote. 
Myself, along with three others, watched a large serpent-like creature feeding in a large school of trout. It was in the middle of winter of 1979 off the dock at Homewood. It was about as big around as a telephone pole and maybe 30 to 60 feet in length from what we could see of it. It didn't seem like a snake, like it was swimming side to side. It was diving up and splashing down with its head and neck into the school of fish, which were leaping out of the water ahead of it. Not sure if they were getting away from it or just flowing with it. But, uh, that's not his quote. Um, just put that in there. We were speechless for several minutes afterwards. And then in 1982, two presumably different off-duty Reno police officers were water skiing, they, and they spotted an unusually large creature sweep, swimming by them. The water around the creature was being sucked down due to its massive size, which both officers believed to be much bigger than their boat, which is, uh, well... That would scare the heck out of me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that goes for me as well. Also in 1982, in what appears to be a possible banner year for Tessie sightings, Dan Persley and his wife were sunning themselves on their boat. They were anchored near Emerald Bay, which is near the southwest section of the lake, when their boat started rocking as if another boat had just clo- passed close by. But there was no boat around. Mr. Persley provides our second eyewitness account, and I quote, Then, in the water five feet away from the back end of the boat, I spotted the largest fish tail I ever saw. It was slowly submerging in the water. The whole scene was like a slow-motion movie. I jumped up and told my wife to get back in the boat as we had to leave. She asked, what happened to you? You look like a whiter than a ghost. I didn't tell my wife what I saw (laughs) until we got back to shore, nor did I tell anyone else except a few close family members. In the years that passed, I began looking through every book I could find that had pictures of fishtails. I found nothing that resembled what I saw. In fact, in my opinion, what I saw was nothing like anything that ever existed before. It was longer across than the entire back of my boat, 10 to 13 feet, and had smooth, dark green skin. And as the tail submerged in the water, it flipped towards the boat, opposite to the way a whale's tail flips. To this day, I cannot understand how something so large could swim slow close without hitting my boat and outboard motor. Thank you, Mr. Persley. That's quite an account. Yeah, and I uh, says here that he uh, remained quiet about this incident um, because, uh, you know, he was, uh, wasn't worth hearing about the skepticism, ridicule, or disbelief of others. And uh, uh, maybe that's why there aren't as many uh, sightings or tales of Tahoe Tessie because people just think that others think they're crazy or don't believe them or, or whatnot, so they don't even bring it up. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It does seem to be something that might invite ridicule or disbelief or, I don't know, possibly worse. And, uh, yeah, I think people do have a hard time with that. In fact, uh, we were going to save this till the end of the show, but I, I'm going to mention it here since we're talking about it. Should anyone out there have any undisclosed Tessie sightings, information, anything like that, we would love to hear from you. And we'll be providing uh, a good email address for that uh, later in the show. So please stay tuned. And uh, once again, yeah, we'd love to hear more stories. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, if I ever saw Tessie, I'm going to tell everybody I know. That's (laughs) all I know. (laughs) Um, uh, So then in uh, 1984, two women residents of Tahoe City hiking on the West Shore 
spotted a large creature swimming in the lake. These ladies described a humped back and claimed Tessie surfaced three times like a little submarine, moving in a whale-like, lethargic manner. And finally, in 1985, Mike Conway and Virgil Anderson filmed an animal creating 20, a 20 to 25-foot wave at Zephyr Cove. Unfortunately, to the best of our knowledge, this video has never been shown. We, for two, are unsure whether this film exists, but we sure would like to take a look if anyone knows where it's at or has it. <laughs> yeah, Mike Conway, Virgil Anderson, if you're out there and you got some film, well, I'll just leave it at that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of my, actually my favorite tale comes from a gentleman by the name of Mickey Daniels, and this is from the mid-1980s. Mickey owned a charter fishing boat, christened the Big Mac 2. Apparently, he was either a hamburger lover or perhaps perhaps Mark McGuire's earliest fan. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe both. <laughs> or perhaps both. Who, along with others aboard his boat, witnessed a creature creating another giant wake the size of a boat. So on the morning in question, Mickey was out with friends on his boat about a half a mile from the shore when the surface of the lake, which was like glass, suddenly broke and a V-shaped peak crested out of the water surface. The creature making this wake appeared to be enormous in size. Then, just as quickly as this peak surfaced, it immediately began to sink back down below, obscuring the gargantuan creature from onlookers above. Unfortunately, Mickey passed in February of 2021, but over the years he spent many a trip out on the lake, searching the depths and hoping for another sighting. Mickey also claimed that he had spoken to approximately 100 other people who all claimed to have cited Tessie. So thank you. Thank you, Mickey. Oh, it's too bad he passed away just recently because uh, I really would have liked to spoken with him about that. Or, you know, maybe I can find some of those hundred people that, you know, he talked to Tessie about either or, um, you know, that would be nice. Uh, some nice uh, information. Okay, so here we go. Tahoe Tessie sightings have continued to surface throughout the 1990s and then into the aughts. And they have much in common with these earlier accounts. Taken together, these sightings help create a picture of Tahoe Tessie. The creature is long and serpentine, sometimes with a large bulge in the middle that moves like a snake, but rather than side to side, Tessie moves up and down. Tessie's skin color ranges from teal to gray to black, and her skin is smooth but not scaly. Spotting the creature's head is rare, but when sighted, the head is said to be small, which surprises me, but I've never seen her. There has not been much information regarding Tessie having legs, with most sightings describing a serpentine shape ranging anywhere from 20 to up to 80 feet long. Yes, and I have a, just a little bit to put in there about the legs. Um, there were some sort of less, I thought anyway, sort of a little less credible sightings of Tessie sort of departing near Cave Rock or from a place on the shore. And some of those folks said that they, when they went to look where she had come from, there were supposed fin marks in the sand. But uh, again, we, uh, we didn't feel like that was too credible. So we're going to go with the serpentine slash serpentine shape. Yeah, rather than uh, like a, maybe of a, a dinosaur shape. Which, right, uh, right. Often yeah. depicted in the media. Yes, exactly. As, as a dinosaur. But we'll, we'll discuss that, the dinosaur aspect a little later, too, sure. uh, in segment two. Yeah, definitely. 
So there is one more before we move on to uh, the science section. There is one more Tessie ta- related tale to relate. <laughs> so sometime in the 1970s, legendary oceanographer Jacques Cousteau explored Lake Tahoe using a mini submarine, hoping to find the over 1600 foot bottom. After several dives, Cousteau actually deepened the mystery of Tahoe, Tessie, by choosing to not reveal what he found. He did provide a timeless quote when asked what he had seen. Quote, the world isn't ready for what is down there. He would not discuss the issue further, and he also refused to release any pictures or data from the exhibition. I'm sorry, the expedition. To deepen the mystery further, other reports have Cousteau acting shook by the experience and also have him quoted as saying, a stop was put on the mission by some powerful people. So, Jacques Cousteau, um, I just I want to say one thing about this that I w- I've been thinking about Jacques' adventure down there, and I know he said in that quote, the world isn't ready for what's down there. Now, that seems to mean that he's sort of protecting us from some knowledge that uh, would be too much for us to handle for one reason or other. I posit that he was actually protecting whatever he did find down there from humanity itself rather than the other way around. He just uh, was a master at um, phrasing what he wanted to say, so sort of produced one meaning but actually meant something else. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Just, uh, you know, Kostu's uh, character and uh, what he's all about, um, I think he would be protecting whatever is in the lake from us rather than the opposite. And, uh, you know, there's there's some people that say he never visited Tahoe at all, but I don't believe that. I'm pretty sure somebody like Jack Cousteau would uh, would visit the Jewel of the Sierra. I mean, why not? It's uh, just such a beautiful place. I know he he's, he's mostly ocean-oriented, but how can you not explore Lake Tahoe being Jack Cousteau? Just my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that opinion as well. Uh, I do think, uh, for again, yes, an oceanographer, but uh, if an oceanographer is going on a lake, I would think, aside from the Great Lakes, uh, Lake Tahoe would be right up at the top of that list. I agree. So we should mention here that actual sonar mapping was conducted in Lake Tahoe in 1998, but we're going to discuss that in our next segment. Yes, indeed, and... It's been really fun revisiting the numerous visits by Tessie to the surface of the lake and informative as well. Next, we're going to turn to the scientific community to see what they think while still keeping a toehold in the world of the believers because after all, don't we all want to believe? I know I do. And I know I do as well. Welcome back to Legends of Lake Tahoe. Segment 2, Tessie Truth Telling. 
We begin today by debunking a somewhat popular myth that Tahotessie is one of several types of dinosaur. Tahotessie continues to be a popular character among locals and tourists alike at Lake Tahoe. She is most often depicted commercially and publicly as a dinosaur with either four legs or four fins where her legs would be. While this is fun to imagine, this version of Tahoe Tessie is most likely false. We can trace the origin of this aspect of the Tessie myth to a local entrepreneur by the name of Bob McCormick. Bob McCormick was and still is a man of many talents, including real estate development, publishing, and massage therapy. Following the 1984 conference, Bob trademarked the original Tahoe Lake Monster, a friendly, gentle version of Tahoe Tessie. Then he wrote a charming children's book titled The Story of Tahoe Tessie. And that book is still on shelves up in Tahoe today. And on my bookcase as well, believe it or not. It's a classic. And we do have a good quote from Bob, too. Uh, now, this is around the time that Jaws was in the zeitgeist. Late 70s, early mid 80s. So here's what Bob had to say. It was like Jaws, where people didn't want to go in the water. I didn't want kids afraid to swim in the lake. My hat is off to Bob because I think he pulled off his plan brilliantly. I just love this guy. A little more about Bob. He was responsible for starting the Tessie suit, wearable by brave humans, and at one point he owned nine of them. That's a lot of Tessie suits. <laughs> Bob managed a Tahoe Tessie museum for years, and he also had a popular Tahoe Tessie hotline for people who had spotted her. Uh, finally, Bob appeared on an episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. It was only a cameo, but still pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool to be on that show with Robin Leach, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Maybe one day I'll be on there as a segment, <laughs> but I'll take my cameo if I can get it. <laughs> so there are four types of dinosaur associated with Tessie. The Plesiosaur, Pleosaur, Ichthyosaur, and the Mosasaur. Now, all four of these are aquatic dinosaurs with fins for legs. The plesiosaur and the pleosaur fall on the land animal side of the spectrum, meaning they resemble a four-legged animal with fins, whereas the ichthyosaur and the mosasaur occupy the aquatic animal side. So they look more like fish with fins located where other animals' legs would be. Huh. Well, the major issue with this theory is all dinosaurs went extinct approximately 66 million years ago, and Lake Tahoe and the Lake Tahoe Basin were formed about 2 million years ago. The facts just don't add up. Tessie is not a dinosaur. Assuming she exists, then what is Tahoe Tessie? Yes, with Tessie sightings occurring throughout the 1970s and into the 80s, something had to give. And it did. In 1984, there was a panel regarding the health of the lake held at University of Nevada, Reno. And one of the topics, one of the main topics discussed was unidentified swimming objects, also known as USOs. Uh, a Dr. Charles Goldman of the UC Davis Tahoe Research Group led the conference. A leading researcher on the subject, Dr. Goldman debunked and or explained some of the phenomena that folks believe to be Tessie. Now, we'll begin with Dr. Goldman's conclusion. Tahoe Tessie is a large sturgeon. Now, there are lots of pictures of sturgeon online. We took a look, and they can grow pretty big. They are long, amazing, prehistoric-looking fish that we think could almost pass as an ichthyosaur. Well, maybe a mini ichthyosaur. 
Yeah, that's a big maybe there. Um, the problem with the big sturgeon theory is the fish's size, which typically ranges from 7 to 12 feet, nowhere near the size of Tessie dimensions. Even the largest sturgeon on record, a female found in Russia in 1827, stretched the tape to 23 feet 7 inches, still not even close to our legend. We should note that this sturgeon theory is among the most popular around the lake and among some fishermen and women. Dare we say fisher folk? Dr. Goldman and others have provided explanations. Note, I didn't say explained, for Tahoe-Tessie-related phenomena. The appearance of a creature surfacing can be explained by sudden wakes developing and being mistakenly believed to be caused by Tessie, rather than the random lake currents, the most likely explanation. Wakes, currents, and mini-waves also explain the sight of a multi-humped creature with reflections of light and water creating mirages that our vision pieces into something more than is actually there. I don't know if I agree with all that, but, um, well, I just, I just think there's so many different sightings that uh, all these wakes and mirages, they don't add up to me. Right, right. It's hard to believe it's all just ripples in the lake and people thinking they're seeing something. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure some of that exists, but... Yeah, I, I'm with you there. So let's see. Oh, a sidebar. There is an actual condition whereby your vision fills in the blanks, and it's called pareidolia. So pareidolia is defined as the tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningful, image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern. Examples include seeing faces in the clouds, the man in the moon, and even extend to hearing hidden messages in music, which I'm sure a few of us have heard about. Yeah. <laughs> or perhaps heard. Or heard. <laughs> we don't deny that some Tahoe Tessie sightings can probably be attributed to pareidolia, but to define Tessie as a recurring instance of pareidolia across a broad range of unrelated individuals over time just doesn't seem to ring true. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ring true for me. <laughs> it just doesn't. No. <laughs> um so twenty years following this first panel in two thousand and four, Dr. Goldman gave another lecture about USOs and discussed the 1984 conference findings further. He remembered that numerous scientists had testified at the conference that they had witnessed Tahoe Tessie. Then he got back to his debunking. Dr. Goldman explained that Tessie Siders had almost never seen a head or tail, but only dark objects in the water. He repeated his explanations from 20 years ago, waves, wakes, light reflection, splashes, but this time he took it a step further. He conducted visual experiments utilizing photography, waves, and light to recreate supposedly convincing Tessie sightings. Dr. Goldman debunked, then he performed experiments for debunking proof. And yet, people still weren't quite convinced, especially that Ta Tahoe Tessie was a sturgeon. I am definitely not convinced. <laughs> definitely not convinced that she's a sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, so in our discussion of, uh, of Tahoe Tessie, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the sonar mapping of Lake Tahoe that was conducted over 16 days in August of 1998. The objective of this mission was to map the bathymetry of the lake. Bathymetry is a fancy way of saying they were measuring the depth and underwater features of Lake Tahoe. While the mission was successful in creating a wonderful bathymetry map of the lake, as for Tahoe Tessie, the mission was notable for what it did not find. There was no evidence of large or otherworldly creatures or any evidence of nesting structures. However, 
This does not represent proof of Tessie's non-existence for two important reasons. First, a bathymetry map-producing vessel making its way systematically across the lake surface for 16 days would be pretty tough to miss for an ancient and intelligent aquatic entity. Tessie simply would have avoided being filmed or even seen. Well, yeah, could she have hidden? I mean, and if so, for that amount of days? I think she probably could. Um, I definitely would try to hide from that bath bathymetry map <laughs> vessel <laughs> if I were her. <laughs> and that does actually tie into the second reason uh, that Tessie simply might not have been around. And this might be uh, this might be the some evidence behind that. There have long been rumors of an underground river system linking Lake Tahoe to Pyramid Lake, which is located 70 miles to the northwest. While science has not corroborated this notion, should such a system exist, it could conceivably serve as a Tahoe-Tessie highway between lakes. Reports of strange surfacings at Pyramid Lake, similar to those at Lake Tahoe, lend credence to this theory. But, again, currently not yet proven by scientific evidence. No, not proven, but still a fascinating idea and uh, pretty amazing if it does exist. When she saw the vessel doing its mapping, get in the river, go to another lake. <laughs> I mean, yeah. makes, makes sense to me. Yeah, it's fun to think about, too. Or, or definitely fun to think about. All right, so all of these theories we've discussed this episode fall short in explaining the phenomenon of Lake, of Tahoe Tessie. She seems to be much more than even the most remarkable sturgeon. There is more recent theory out there that Tessie is a new type of freshwater eel. Given that even the largest freshwater eels max out at about 7 feet, this would represent a significant departure from the species. So pretty sure she's not an eel or a sturgeon. And finally, Tahoe Tessie is definitely not a dinosaur. The timing is all off, and that's all there is to it. So the questions remain. Does Tahoe Tessie exist? And if she does, what is she? We believe that Tahoe Tessie does indeed exist, and we contend that she and her family belong to an entirely new species of animal. Whether we discover Tessie or a relative someday and thereby get the opportunity to substantiate these claims seems almost beside the point. Yeah, I think it's a little beside the point. I'd like to substantiate these claims, but sometimes just believing her she's out there is enough for me. So Tahoe Tessie is one of those rarest of mysteries that is best left unsolved. She will always exist for people like us who enjoy believing, and we wouldn't have it any other way. So keep your eyes on the surface of the Jewel of the Sierra, and you may one day spot Lake Tahoe's most famous denizen, Tahoe Tessie. May her legend continue to inspire and thrall generations to come. That's all for today's show, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Legends of Lake Tahoe. We'd like to thank our information sources, including renoscuba.com, Lake Tahoe This Week at tahoe.com, Cryptozoology Online, The Los Angeles Times, and the Tahoe Daily Tribune. Music produced by Jeff Harvey and Julius H. Sound effects courtesy of pixabay.com. And a very special thanks to Squeak Steel and her ragtime piano. Questions, comments, insults, or criticism, please email us anytime at legendsoflaketahoe at gmail.com. Insults and criticism will not be responded to. Probably. <laughs>